This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. WBBM News Time 1203. Great to have you with us for the Friday edition of the Noon Business Hour ahead of a holiday weekend. I'm Cisco Cotto. The Noon Business Hour is presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Entrepreneur Friday. And what's going on with AMC stock? Why is it rising again? A cyber attack on government agencies and think tanks around the globe is the suspected work of Russian hackers. We'll cover that in our next segment. Right now, let's talk about inflation. Gary Kaltbaum is here, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management. You can find him online at GaryK.com. Uh, Gary, inflation 3.1%. Tell us what's going on here with this gauge of inflation. Well, inflation, higher prices are not a big deal if they only last a decent amount of time. But if it's longer term, we're talking about a major tax on the lower income and middle income uh, people of this country. So it's not good news. Every 10 cents uh, at the gas pump over a year's time is $10 billion out of the pockets of consumers. So we, I hope that uh, the Fed is right when they say it's transitory. But due to the fact that they didn't even get it right on the move up, I worry it may not be so transitory uh, and will affect things going forward. What's always interested me about uh, about things like you're saying, you know, where there's all this money that's going into the gas tanks and not, uh, you know, not into other areas, is just that fact. I mean, that's money that could have gone to other businesses instead of in people's gas tanks. That has to have an effect on the economy. Exactly. And also into savings. And, you know, the, the economy has tentacles. Everything gets attached to everything. It's just like uh, travel. Now that travel's coming back, it affects the, uh, the, the restaurants at the airports and more people being employed who buy at stores and the stores start hiring. And you get a virtuous cycle versus what is a vicious cycle. And that's why infl- too much inflation or too much deflation is an absolute horror show. This, so this is going to be a matter of how long it lasts, because I got to tell you, everything's up in price. A lot of commodities not have only gone up, but they have absolutely skyrocketed, especially something like a lumber where uh, people building homes is the cost to build them is so much higher and the cost that you buy them are are so much higher. And that's just one instance. There's just so many more. And the Fed seems to be doing what what it often does, sort of sitting back, watching, uh, waiting to see what goes on with inflation. As you mentioned, they say they believe it's transitory. It's it's not going to be here for long. Uh, Is there a chance that the Fed waits too long? to do something to try to counteract this? Well, I don't think there's anything they can do. Uh, The Fed has put themselves in a box to where they have been so easy with their money in the printing. They print $4 billion a day, by the way. That's a day. Uh, And and Europe also matches them on that. So if they keep doing that, that sparks inflation. If they come off of that, that's going to affect the market 
uh, that have uh, lived off of what they've been doing. So I'm not sure they have any tools, even though they say they're in control. I hope I'm wrong. And when it comes to the president's spending plan, what do we have here? It looks like about $6 trillion. Uh, this is more money, if it's passed, you know, in this form, it's more money going into all sectors of the economy. Well, it's also a nightmare. I want you to think about this. Uh, he wants to spend $6 trillion knowing that the, the Treasury is only going to take in somewhere around $3.8 trillion. So uh, uh, darn, no more $1 trillion yearly deficits. Let's have more than $2 trillion yearly deficits. And I don't know about you, but I, I'm pretty much into economics 101. The more debt on the books, the worse it is longer term, not just for us, but for our kids and their kids. And uh, it seems like nobody cares. Uh, damn the tor torpedoes. And they're going after it in a very, very big way. Debt's going to go up. Deficits are going to go up. And I have a, uh, uh, an idea that the economy is going to shrink because of it. And I'm hoping somebody uh, comes in and tries to stop it and uh, makes it a little more uh, palatable. Thanks so much for all the analysis. Gary Kaltbaum, president of Kaltbaum Capital Management. Coming up, it's believed Russian hackers have launched another major cyber attack. Microsoft says Russian hackers thought to be behind the huge SolarWinds cyber attack last year are apparently at it again. We welcome Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescient, Prescient Solutions, member of the U.S. Secret Service Electronic Crimes Task Force, He's based here in Chicago. Uh, Jerry, what do we know about what looks like another cyber attack? Uh, what, what's happened is the hackers have uh, masqueraded their email so that it appeared to be a government agency. And then they sent it out to uh, over 3,000 different locations, uh, some of them government agencies, some of them uh, non-government uh, offices. But uh, they made it look pretty realistic. And then as soon as anybody clicked on a link, it uh, it installed ransomware and other types of malware on their devices that will uh, bring their systems down or, or require that they have to pay a ransom to get in. And, uh, and what kind of an impact then does it have on the, the people who get hacked? I mean, it sort of shuts them down, right? Yeah, it'll either, it'll either shut them down 100% uh, or it will keep them uh, from being able to use their machine. Now, in some situations, it's actually installing key loggers and uh, and worms on the devices so that they can grab user IDs and passwords from other systems. And those are the ones that we're really worried about, right? Because these governmental institutions have access to other government facilities. And if they get user IDs and passwords, then uh, then they've got the keys to the kingdom. You know, when it, it comes to these stories, I mean, we're hearing them more and more often, right? And and whenever we hear them, we go, well, we expect to hear more. Is there really anything that can be done to prevent these? Well, you would think that the government would be able to block them. But the truth of the matter is over 90% of all hacking occurs as a result of some type of phishing scam or email, uh, you know, campaign. And, and it's very difficult because you can, I mean, anybody can really go out and create an email so that it looks like it comes from a certain organization. So there are things that can be done. Uh, you know, there are phishing uh, applications that will go out and look to make sure that it is real. Uh, and, and again, I, I'm not sure why these institutions that, that were uh, infected uh, weren't using these types of applications or if they were, how that was able to get through. But uh, there's, there's really not a lot that, that can be done. Every time something happens and one of these phishing uh, tools is created, the hackers find a way to get around it. 
Yeah. And so then what is the advice then to people who are, uh, I guess, working at these companies? You don't want to be the one who ends up getting your company in trouble because you go ahead and catch a phishing scam. You know, you go ahead and, and grab hold of it. Yeah. It, it, basically, if there's uh, if it looks weird, don't open it. Uh, the other thing is, you know, you you will see links in emails where it's a hyperlink. You could just click on it and open it up. Never do that. Uh, sometimes you'll get something from your bank and it'll say, you know, here's your your monthly report or, or whatever. Never do that. Go in to the website itself, log into the, your user ID and password and get the report that way. Never open a link uh, from a from an email or open a, an attachment from an email that you're not uh, that you're not familiar with. Thanks so much, Jerry Irvine, CIO of Prescience Solutions. Up next, restaurants face fresh challenges as business picks up following pandemic restrictions. And at 1231, AMC and crypto bouncing around again. We'll tell you why. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. As the pandemic restrictions ease, the restaurant industry is looking to recover. It's been a disastrous year. There are still hurdles, though. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works, also known as the Restaurant Coach. Izzy, good to talk with you. We we know how bad it's been. You, you have something like 20% of restaurants shut down permanently. Now that people are actually out, they're dining again, are, are there still hurdles? Are there still challenges? Well, there are a lot of hurdles. Uh, you know, there's certainly one of them is, you know, the inconsistency of wearing a mask and not a mask. People don't know what to do when they walk in. Uh, but once they get there, you know, probably uh, the biggest hurdle today, Cisco, is uh, – how hard it is to find employees. Uh, every restaurant that I have across the country, the first question is, how can I find more employees? And is that just because, the? I mean, you got probably people moving, some people who are just not comfortable coming back to work yet, or probably a variety of reasons. Oh, absolutely. I think, you know, moving is a big one. And, and what we're hearing in the restaurant industry is a lot of our servers, you know, the front uh, you know, group of people handling uh, the guests uh, after the pandemic are a little worried about the restaurant industry and are looking very closely at moving to other industries, healthcare, something else that may not be uh, as sensitive as to this kind of event, which has us all worried. Let's talk about some of the changes being made at restaurants. I'm thinking, you know, they, they've lost a lot of money over the last year. They they can't simply go back to where they were last year. They, they actually need to make a little more money to get some of the losses back. It, it, absolutely. Uh, you know, first, the, the smart thing is to do things in a slightly different way, and that's to build the confidence of your guest by making sure your restaurant still is COVID clean. That has to be top of mind. After the customer gets in the door, you know, we are looking at certainly uh, getting back to 100% capacity, serving the guest. But I think, you know, customers can expect, uh, you know, a rise in menu prices because food uh, in the last quarter has gone up, you know, exponentially. And, uh, you know, we're looking at, uh, you know, 15%, 20% price increases on all of the menus that, that uh, my customers do, are doing today, you know, from here to California. And does that cause restaurants at all to change what's on the menu, or is it pretty much menu-wide, just about everything's going up? Just about everything's going up, but uh, one thing that we've been doing since uh, the pandemic and we're continuing to do is to really look at the menu itself, refine it, shrink it, make it much smaller than it used to be so that we're not carrying a huge amount of inventory. 
We're very focused on what we want to serve, and we are uh, doing all we can to avoid any kind of waste because, you know, there is just not a lot of margin today in those items. Thanks so much. That's Izzy Karish, president of Hospitality Works. Still ahead, Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago gelato maker wins a Supplier of the Year awards from Whole Foods. This is Chicago's all-news station, News Radio 780 and 105.9 FM. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us. I'm Cisco Cotto. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Mike Krauser. The beaches are open despite the weather and staffed with lifeguards, but the park district still has hundreds of jobs to fill. More people are ready to travel again. The hospitality industry is having a rough time finding workers. Entrepreneur Friday, we meet the owner of a local gelato company that's being recognized for excellence. Memorial Day weekend marks the unofficial start of barbecuing season we'll check in with the owner of a chicago meat market a legendary one wall street the dow up 113 nasdaq is up 59 and the s&p up 12 points oil is flat today clouds drizzle scattered rain heavier rain on the way later this afternoon right now it's 46 degrees Chicago's beaches are open for the season on a chilly, wet day. WBBM's Mike Krauser reports the Park District is looking to fill positions that will be needed when the weather heats up. The Chicago Park District, like park districts everywhere, has found it challenging to fill lifeguard positions. The Chief of Programming, Alonzo Williams. There's a multitude of reasons why it's been somewhat difficult. Uh, We normally did our lifeguard apprenticeship programs, and that hasn't happened for the last two years. It didn't happen last year, didn't happen this year due to COVID. We normally get uh, kids from our junior lifeguard program that didn't happen last year. And then, obviously, you got people who are just still nervous about, you know, living in a COVID world. There are enough lifeguards for the beaches, Williams says. Pools don't open until the end of June. There are hundreds of openings and hundreds of applicants. Pay is over $15 an hour. Lifeguards have to be at least 16 years old. Williams says the Park District has had to get creative with outreach. Mike Krauser, News Radio 105.9 FM. While many more Americans are ready to take action and uh, on a vacation, a labor shortage impacting tourist destinations. More than half of American adults are vaccinated and many are ready to travel. AAA forecasts that 37 million Americans will travel at least 50 miles from home over the upcoming holiday weekend. That's a 60% increase over last year, but 6 million fewer travelers than in 2019. Airline executives say domestic air travel is back to pre-pandemic levels, but if you're planning to rent a car at the airport this weekend, you might be out of luck. Rental cars are in short supply and the average cost is roughly doubled. There's a severe shortage of workers in the hospitality industry. Lifeguards, hotel housekeepers, and bartenders are in short supply. Travelers are advised to pack their patients and not be surprised to find limited hours and streamlined menus. I'm Jennifer King. It's 12:33. The best daily deal in Chicago. The WBBM Noon Business Hour. A podcast of the Noon Business Hour always available at wbbmnewsradio.com and the Odyssey app. The Noon Business Hour, presented by Republic Bank of Chicago. Markets are higher. The Dow up 114. NASDAQ up 61. And the S&P up 12. Let's see what's going on. Jim Awad is here, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC in New York. Jim, what do you make of what you're seeing on Wall Street today? Well, what you're seeing is a positive reaction to basically positive economic data. Uh, you had the unemployment claims yesterday uh, dro- dropping to a uh, uh, post-pandemic low this, this morning. 
the income and spending numbers were about as expected and on balance strong. Uh, the consumer savings rate remains high. Uh, so the business picture is is generally favorable. Uh, what's interesting is that uh, it's not too favorable in that several recent economic statistics have come in strong, but a touch lower than expectations. The economic surprise index has gone down, and that lends credibility to the Fed's position that any inflation that we're going to get this year is, is basically reopening inflation and not sustained inflation. So if you have, if you have a, a, a reasonable growth, growth in corporate profits, Inflation under control, which means interest rates will be tame. Uh, that's an ingredient for further progress in the markets. So the inflation, I mean, the, the Fed is basically taking a cautious approach, assuming it's going to be okay. If it's not, is there a concern on Wall Street that the Fed might not be able to tackle it if the inflation continues? That's the biggest risk in the markets. And there there are legitimate concerns and smart people who believe uh, that the Fed is at risk falling behind the curve, which means that they're going to have to raise interest rates sooner than they than they want, and faster than they're planning to. Now they are they are in, uh, now engaging in talk about reducing asset purchases, which is the first thing you do before uh, moving towards increasing interest rates. So I would say. Uh, the two biggest risks in the market, the first is that the Fed's behind the curve on inflation, and the second is the continued short-term speculative excesses in certain pockets of the market. Let's talk about a stock that is it's just bouncing around all over the place, AMC. Uh, what, what do you think is going on here? I mean, it was it was above, uh, let's see, above $36 earlier today. Now it's down to 26 This thing's all over the place. Totally dangerous. I would I would urge uh, all all listeners to stay clear. Uh, this is gamesmanship among retail and institutional investors, uh, gaming the illiquidity of the system, unrelated to fundamentals. And we've seen this year all areas of, of speculation have eventually corrected. Whether it was the GameStop the first time around, the electric vehicle uh, uh, companies, the solar power companies. Uh, all, all of the areas where the stock prices uh, reach stratosphere unrelated to the fundamentals have come down 30 and 40 percent, even crypto uh, this week. So what I would say to investors, you can watch it with amusement, but please stay away. Because it really is gambling. I mean, it's, it's like a roulette wheel. Yeah, it's people with money, low interest rates, time on their hands. And uh, 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 they're, they're using computer algorithms and, and momentum uh, investment strategies, uh, and it, it cannot end well. It's only good for those who get in right and get out right, and that's not the majority of investors. Thanks so much, Jim Awad, Senior Managing Director at Clearstead Advisors, LLC. Up next, Entrepreneur Friday, a Chicago company making gelato. It's getting rave reviews from a major national grocery chain. Loaning useful information each weekday. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Entrepreneur Friday on the Noon Business Hour. Chicago-based gelato brand Sacred Serve is the Midwest winner in the Whole Foods Annual Supplier of the Year Awards. Joining us on the McGrath Lexus Business Line, Kaylee Dunwald, founder and CEO of Sacred Serve. Kaylee, first off, where did the name Sacred Serve come from? It's a great question. You know, we have a really uh, spiritual, nutrition-focused community. So we originally started the company abroad in Indonesia and kind of translated that name over here to the States. And so let's talk about the award, the recognition that you won from Whole Foods. Tell us about that. 
Yeah, it's super special. They only select one supplier a year per region. And so we feel very honored for that. But we're really just being rewarded for the uniqueness of our innovation and the dedication of our team over the last year. Yeah, what do they say? I mean, you mentioned it's only one. There must have been things that Whole Foods really liked about you. Yeah, what we're doing that's super unique is we're uh, making ice cream out of only health-promoting ingredients, things like superfoods. So what we really bring to market is this premium-level indulgence, but alongside really powerful plant-based nutrition. So that's super unique for the category. Now, is this a chance? I mean, would you tell people you're, you're actually doing something good for your body while enjoying the treat? I would certainly say so. And we've also just launched the first 100% plastic-free ice cream carton. So it's good for the earth as well. You say you were founded in Indonesia. Talk, because this is an entrepreneur segment, so we're talking to other entrepreneurs. Uh, just talk about maybe the challenge and, and some of the good things that happened along the way, too, as you transition to the States and then get in with a company like Whole Foods, actually get your product in their markets. Yeah, lots of challenges for sure, as any entrepreneur would say. I think the toughest thing for us is just being a frozen product. The logistics are really expensive and certainly can't just store product in my trunk and hand samples out like some of my other friends. Um, But the process for getting into Whole Foods, you have to meet with their corporate offices who make all the buying decisions. And then once they approve you, you have to go around to each individual Whole Foods as well and sell in with the local buyers, too. So kind of a process there. Well, that sounds like it's got to be a lot of determination in order to really get your product <laughs> widespread. Absolutely. Now, let's talk about the product again, because uh, something that I really find fascinating is it's not just, hey, I thought this would be a good idea. And, and so I put it together and started marketing it. You, you actually made yourself healthier through this diet. That's correct. When I was uh, in Indonesia, I did a two-week raw food cleanse, which essentially just means eating fresh fruits and vegetables for two weeks. And within that amount of time, my body completely healed itself of both asthma and allergies that I had since a child. And so what I really realized was it was actually the food I had been eating my whole life, which is called the standard American diet, uh, that was kind of giving me those conditions. And once I removed some of those foods, my body was really able to heal itself and and, uh, operate at a much higher level. And so is that what made you say, hey, this gelato, this is something that we have to pursue here because people, they need treats, right? People, they they want something that's tasty and yet they should have something that's healthier exactly i think i really took a look at you know the most dairy sugar laden category that there is which can cause a lot of allergens and different things in the body um, and really had the mission of proving out that we can make even the most indulgent categories in the grocery store uh, nutrient dense and really good for your body so biggest lesson learned as an entrepreneur as you've gotten this rolling Uh, I would say you have to have a real passion for what you're doing because the challenges can really feel insurmountable at times. And I think it really needs that personal tie into it to really keep going. Great talking with you. Really appreciate it. Good luck to you. That's Kaylee Dunwald, founder and CEO of Sacred Serve. They're the Midwest winner in Whole Foods Annual Supplier of the Year Awards. Still to come, things to cook on the grill this Memorial Day weekend. Discussing the news affecting your money. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Improving weather over the holiday weekend will make it a great environment to fire up the grill. We welcome Bill Begale, owner of Paulina Meat Market at Lincoln and Addison here in Chicago. Bill, it's good to talk to you. So uh, what's going to be hot here? Everyone's excited about being able to actually get out for a Memorial Day. Uh, Just about everything and anything. Everybody is excited. Um, We're super busy. The brats and sausage are probably number one. And steak is right behind it, you know, and back ribs, too, are very big for this holiday. 
So when it comes to the prices, we keep hearing about inflation and all sorts of industries. Is that impacting meat prices? Yes, absolutely. And our meat prices have gone up tremendously in the last month and a half. Is that is it usually volatile? The the meat prices? A little bit. It goes up in the summer naturally, you know, for the for the holidays and stuff. But not like this. It's maybe ten percent. It's probably like sixty percent higher. When you talk about ways to cook, I mean, whatever the meat is, uh, do you prefer charcoal? Are you a propane guy? What do you think ends up making it taste better? You know what? It, it depends. If you're a good cook, anything makes it taste good. Charcoal is excellent for that extra little flavor, but a gas grill does a good job, too. It's kind of like up to the individual. Yeah, it's up to however you want it to taste, right? Yeah, right. Uh, so uh, any other trends that you're seeing as people are getting back at it, uh, You know, things that people are talking to you about? You know what? We've got a, a Wagyu steak that seems to be really picking up. Um, it's a high marbled steak. Very, very good. Very, very expensive. But for a special occasion, it's definitely worth the trying. And are you experiencing not only your place, but also others that you're talking to? I mean, we're really busy. Is people are excited to get back outside again? Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, our store right now is very, very, very crowded. The most in a long, long time. So... Yeah, which it's been, I would imagine, pretty tough on you over the last year. You know what? Just really busy, busier than normal. That's the tough part. You you don't get the breaks that you used to get before. It's just always, we always have customers in a store, which is a good thing. People are cooking at home. There's nothing wrong with that. That's awesome. Yeah, but when you're going nonstop all day long, every day that you're home, it's pretty exhausting. Well, we look forward to Monday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'll bet you do. Uh, what, what are you going to be grilling up on Monday? Uh, probably a couple steaks for sure. I mean, definitely steaks. I mean, I have the brats. We have brats there all the time. We taste them, make sure that they're perfect. <laughs> so we're always tasting food here, but we don't taste the steaks. One of the perks of the job, you go, oh, well, yeah. this is quality control here. We got to yeah. taste these. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> all right. Good talking with you. That is Bob Begale, owner of Paulina Meat Market at Lincoln and Addison. A lot of people are going to be grilling out this weekend. If you missed any part of today's show, the replay podcast will be available shortly at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.